0: What's up, Menopod? I want to share something with you. And we've got a limited time offer for Black Friday that I think you're going to really love. And I wanted to help you move forward in your life, especially if you felt stuck like I used to. When menopause arrived for me, I I didn't know it was menopause. I had no idea what was happening. It started slowly with a feeling like something was off. And I would say sometime in my late 40s, something just changed, and I had no idea what was happening. I couldn't recall words. Sometimes it took a long time to remember the name of a drug I was prescribing or an anatomical landmark. And I seriously wondered if I was developing dementia. It was scary. And in my high stakes profession of surgery, I wasn't sure if I had to leave surgery because my mind wasn't working right, or if there was something else going on. I went to talk to my friends who were other doctors, and they basically said, well, you're probably going through menopause, you just have to suffer through it. And not being one to suffer, I went to work. And I had always been a high achiever. And what happened was my desire to do those things just kind of disappeared. And I guess you could say I lost my mojo. And when I did that, when I lost my mojo, I gained a ton of weight. I didn't recognize myself. I started crying at commercials. I wasn't sleeping well. I'd wake up with racing thoughts. There was just a whole lot going on. I had anxiety for the first time in my life. So I didn't know what to do. I I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. I got rid of the mirrors in my house. And all I wanted was to feel like myself again. Now, if that's something that sounds like you, then stick with me here. I went looking for an answer online, and I couldn't find one. There was just no real help. And so I started studying. I studied nutrition, I studied exercise, I studied personal responsibility and mindset, and what happened was I experimented more and more on myself. I changed my eating, I changed my moving habits, I changed my thinking habits, and I discovered my mojo again, and I started to feel like I did before all of this happened. And it was so much more than changing my body shape. With the small habit changes, I developed a healthy relationship with food, exercise, and my mindset. And in that, I was able to create a life I love. And not only did I realize that I had created a prison for myself in this surgical practice that I had, that I'd grown to multi millions of dollars and multiple doctors, I just wasn't happy. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? And so I was able to, through all of this training, make a huge pivot in my life to helping you. And one of the outcomes was this podcast. So as I made these changes, and I started making changes and seeing all these changes in my life, women started asking me for help, because they saw not only the physical change, but I also had this increased calmness and acceptance in my demeanor, and I didn't react the way I used to. And I'll tell you that I was always one to just kind of react quickly with anger. And I have been able instead to, I like to say that I'm not as prickly as I used to be. And I got my mojo back. So one of the big steps in that for me was to figure out how to really discover what it is I wanted and throughout raising my son as he went through his cancer diagnosis and making sure he was okay it was almost like I put myself aside and if you can relate to this then this offer is for you. We've got a Black Friday bundle that's worth $697 and we're offering it for just $97 and we're going to start with a live workshop with me that's going to show you the step-by-step process to know exactly what you want in life And you won't need therapy or pills, powders, potions, or patches. And you're going to take the time to answer a series of questions and understand how to really create a life you love. And the women who've gone through this have said that this, not just for me, this is the step-by-step process I use to create my life, but the women in my programs who've gone through it have said that it was the pivotal thing that made them make decisions in their lives and start to create the change that they've always longed for. So you're going to get that when you sign up for the masterclass. We're going to give you access to the 28 Day Middle Belly Challenge, which is a weight loss challenge, but it's so much more than that because it isn't really about weight loss. It's about habit change. And when you can start to address habits, it's not all or nothing. It's not like you have to exercise at all because it's a no exercise challenge. It really is just making one habit change a week and sticking with it. And when you do that, when you start with your habits... You can actually create lasting change. And on top of that, we have weekly coaching for you. It's live coaching where you can get your questions answered when you get stuck. We're also giving you our e-cookbook that I created with Chef Cassandra Katoya, and that's a whole bunch of recipes, lunches, dinners, desserts, more on the low-carb side because I've found that that helps me feel better, not so much for weight loss, but just to feel better. But also what we've done is we've taken the recipes and we've turned them into a 28-day meal plan for you. So it's lunch, dinner, dessert, and we have some breakfast ideas as well with calorie breakdowns so you know exactly how much you're eating and a shopping guide for each week. So you only have to go to the grocery store once a week. And then we also have – we're going to give you access to a knife skills course with Chef Cassandra – And you're going to see exactly how to use a knife the way chefs do. And it's going to cut down on your prep time so much. And then the last offer in this bundle is a one-year planner that you can use over and over. It's not dated. It's a PDF download. You just print one page every day, and you can keep track of all the things. Some gratitude, because gratitude is a precursor of joy. Your symptoms, if you want to track your menopause symptoms. All the things you need to get done. And you just print one out, put it in a notebook every day, and you've got something every single day of the year. This is an invaluable resource to organize your life. So this is our Black Friday bundle. It's valued at $697 and you can get it right now for $97 when you go to menopausemovement.com. So that is what we have for you. You're gonna get a live course with me plus our other offerings in there and you're going to be able to start to create the life you love. So thanks for being a menopause movement listener. I appreciate you so much. We've got a bunch of new podcasts for you, but I'm going to be doing some new things with the podcast to help you even more with your life. That's what I got for you. Thanks so much for listening. I know this was long. I'm sorry, but I really want you to understand that I am here to help you create a life you love. That's my whole mission. And especially if you're a high achiever like me, this particular bundle, this workshop is going to be the best thing you can do for yourself. To get the Black Friday bundle, just go to menopausemovement.com. It'll pop up for you and you'll be able to see everything that's included. I'll see ya! Thanks for joining. Welcome back to the Menopause Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Gordon. Now, if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, thanks so much for being a part of the Menopause Movement. Today, we welcome Dana Grant to the podcast, and we're going to talk about thriving in uncertain times. Dana is an intuitive business coach. Her passion is to use her gifts to guide other humans into their power. Now, as an intuitive life and business coach, she takes you from where you are now to where you want to be. She's a mother, a wife, and co-founder of Cauliflower Foods. She believes the key to a fruitful life is facing issues and meeting them head on. Her mission is to coach on how to nourish your soul. She gives you the tools to help you live a balanced and healthy life, and she'll help you learn how to trust the process. During the podcast, we discussed Dana's menopause journey, how her core beliefs didn't match with her actions and what happened, simplification and what that means, how it's never too late to start over, lessons in loss resistance and how it can hold us back and stay to the end where Dana does an intuitive reading on me and helps me to see a few things differently. I also encountered many technical problems during the recording of this podcast and my dog interrupted. So if you hear that or see that, I apologize. At the end of the episode, make sure you visit drmichellegordon.com forward slash podcasts, where you can find the show notes plus the links to the books and resources mentioned in the episode. And if you enjoy the episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you're always the first to know when each episode is released. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you for all of the five-star reviews. And if you haven't left a review yet, please take the time to review the podcast. This helps more women find it and get the help they need during the disruption of menopause. No one should have to go it alone. Thanks so much for being a part of the menopause movement. And now let's get to Dana. been following each other for almost maybe over a year maybe more maybe four or five oh, yeah. years oh yeah your so, travels food, yeah yeah so you are the co-founder of cauliflower foods uh what is that
1: that is a cauliflower pizza crust company
0: oh nice yep. ready-made yeah it's delicious I'm sure. So you can buy that in your freezer aisle or whatever at the grocery store. Yeah, yeah. As you're wearing great. your gloves and absolutely, mask. <laughs>
1: and it, and it ships to your door as well. I was the original oh, wow. co-founder, but no longer owner of that company. But yeah, it was a kick. It was a great. I loved producing a, a healthy product and putting it out there.
0: Yeah, that's great. Okay, so let's just you know spend a second talking about what got you into doing that, like getting into if especially you know you you're an intuitive. Coach, yeah. right? And so, yeah. how does an intuitive coach go from doing one on one client work to co founding a food business? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, we'll do it in reverse, <laughs> Michelle, because that is a really good question. Not a lot of people ask that, and it really is interesting. So, if we go back prior to Cauliflower Foods, I was a health coach. So, okay. I loved creating food, healthy food. And, you know, food has always been my, my vibe. I really love gardening and creating. So originally I created after Cauliflower Foods, creating that with co-creating that. I did Cali Soul Coaching where there was recipes. And and then that went into, I had an aha moment that I needed to drop in a little deeper. And that's where I really landed. I think that's what we do in this life. We actually mm-hmm. progress and, and reveal where we need to be. And for me, it's been that journey. I mean, how do you get from working for a Republican lobbyist you know, for 20 years to where I am now. <laughs> the oh, wait, wait, wait.
0: I, I, so I wasn't aware of that. Oh, yeah. So you, yeah oh, yeah, you missed that so, on my bio. <laughs> well, yeah. I didn't see that on your bio. I don't <laughs> think it's something that you like talk about. So you're in California. You're in Chico, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you worked, is Chico Northern or is it Central? It's Northern California. We're about- Oh, yeah. That's hour, right. You're not yeah. too far from San Francisco. That's right. Yeah. Three hours above San Fran. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So- you're in my, you know, age group, right? We're in the same, you know, fifties, late forties, yeah. fifties. Late fifties. Late fifties. Okay. Wouldn't tell by looking at you. You're looking good, girl. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, we all remember Reagan and Reagan, you know, swept the nation. And so how did you, I mean, that was the first time I voted, right? I was 18. Yeah. And it was the presidential election of 1980 and, and the, I was, is it 1980? No, must've been, it must've been, must've been 88. Yeah, I'm thinking no, there's Carter. No. Uh, yeah, I remember before. It was years, 84, 84, yeah. because that was the, fr- I just remember voting for Reagan. And, you know, everybody liked Reagan, which, you know, now knowing what I know now, I'm like, ah. Right, but, exactly. Uh, but exactly. is that so? So did you kind of get stuck in the Reagan, like? I loved Reagan. vortex. Yep. Yeah. Yes. I, I, and, you yeah. know, I come-
1: I come from a really staunch, you know, conservative family. Very, very conservative. John Birch, you know, conservative family. So okay. I didn't even think I had a choice. And I think that's where the journey began. I didn't even think I had a choice. I went into politics. I went into lobbying. That was what I was supposed to do. I, I thought that was, you know, everyone was happy with me. I was doing you know, what I thought I was supposed to do. And I started getting sick. I started getting very sick. And then I started on a pilgrimage around the world. And I ended up in Victoria, Canada, and I remember flying off a yoga mat doing all these bizarre treatments and things I had never heard of. It was a holistic clinic and I was up there for 10 days and it was like $10,000, and this is back in 1990. And I flew off the mat and I sat up and at first I said, we're having an earthquake. And we actually were, but they all laughed and said, oh, she's from California. We really (laughs) didn't. But I second said, this was my revelation that changed everything. I don't think I'm a Republican. And I mean, that was my aha moment of changing my life. I, I don't think I'm a Republican. I wasn't even aware of what I wanted or what I didn't want. So that's when it started.
0: That's so amazing because I spend a lot of time with, with the women in the membership, the menopause movement membership, and women who go through you know, the program that takes them from mental misery to mental mate called the Minnow system. And And we talk a lot about belief and how our beliefs shape our reality and how we make decisions when we're two or three or five that can yep. affect us for the rest of our lives. And my favorite story that, you know, i probably all the listeners are sick of hearing, but you haven't heard this yet. So I'll say it again. My favorite story about belief is this. My mother said something about her brothers who were doctors and that they were rich. And my five-year-old self said, I can't make money unless I'm a doctor and so i missed my my true calling which is what i'm doing now and i right. became a doctor now it's, right. it's you know when when you look at like like the universe and how the universe works you know everything i've done up until this point and I, and i love to say this you know all of the mistakes the regrets the the elations the joy everything has brought me to this moment and this is the precious present moment where we are it's all we have and i'm okay with that you know, yeah. and you know, I think about you know when I was a little girl and how I was always searching for God, and you know, I was in Catholics, you know, Mass, and and yeah. the priest would do this, and I would do this, and my mom would put my hands down, and I was just trying to get to God, and so yeah. it's so funny because I recognized my own self as a spiritual being having a human experience, and then that all got pushed down, pushed nice. down, pushed down, pushed down, and I I actually ended up as an atheist for quite a while until i woke up to autobiography of the yogi of all things. Yeah, so so I, that's that's my me. my my journey in a nutshell but but for you to say i'm not a republican and then kind of step onto a spiritual path i think that's really you know can you just talk a little bit more about that well you know i think that we have to incorporate what we love
1: and what we can what we hold in our body it's that cognitive behavior and what you know and that core belief system that triggers everything we do And I started understanding why I did what I did. And, you know, that it started with, you know, a feeling and then a sensation. And then the thought that we're reacting on it. And my life went like that for a long time. And I think there was a lot of pain. And I, I just wanted to feel better. I didn't want to be in so much emotional pain. I didn't want to worry so much about what people thought of me. I had so much love. I was like a puppy in the world. I, I, just wanted everyone to have a big heart like I did. But I kept landing in these power jobs, and I was getting, and you know, and I was succeeding really well. But then I'd collapse and get really sick. So I think that duality for me was, I know who I am. Don't mess with me but I have a heart of gold too. And I'd rather be there. I'd rather be in my heart energy than in the other energy that, mm. that's, that takes over and is extraordinarily assertive. So I think that when those blended was when I accepted everything that I had to offer. And that's where I think that's what's landed me into this intuitive coaching, because I have dropped so deeply in my body without resistance, trusting the process, simplifying my life, because we, we tend to overcomplicate And we we layer it up so we don't have to see what's right in front of us.
0: I love that. And you, you talk about simplifying or simplification. Can you just talk a little bit about, you know, especially now, so it's April 3rd. So, but You know, the pandemic yeah. is going on. People are staying home. You know, we're not looking like we're going to have any relief in sight. You know, there's going to be a million cases probably or more, probably 1.5 million cases in the next nine or 10 days in the U.S. alone, right. just because of the exponential nature of this disease. And we're going to have increased testing, which will also tell us that. So, but the opportunity that we have for those of us who are home, who are furloughed or can't work and, you know, are collecting their unemployment, getting their 1200 bucks, whatever it is, there is an opportunity for simplification. And so how does someone get started with that? Well, you know, I think that
1: as in everything we do in our life. When, you know, and I was looking, when you said this process that's brought me here, I think about when I implemented boundaries was when I was starting to apply boundaries, when I was big on self-love and was pounding that, you know, drum, it was because I was implementing self-love and then self-care. But now it's all come into fruition where I'm incorporating in that balance. And -hmm. that's what simplification is, is the balance of all of those. And I think that, Right now, everything is about your immune system, staying healthy, being aware of what stresses you out. For me, I don't turn on the TV unless I'm going to watch a great movie, you know, like I watched Emma last night. It was, it was cheerful. It was happy. I can read about what's going on. And, you know, my husband practices medicine, so he brings the guidelines and I'm, I, I read that. And that's all I need to know. I don't need yeah. to know. They're dragging more dead people out of Italy. I mean, I'm not I'm not interested in that. It's just, that's what really creates the anxiety and the fear that so many people are faced with and overwhelm. So I like to reduce the overwhelm and that's get good sleep. You know, seven to eight hours, eight hours would be optimum a night. You know, I love baths
0: take a bath. I do too. I love taking baths. I haven't had one in like two weeks and I, I just, you know, I, I try to take (laughs) a bath every (laughs) night, you know, what I found though, for me, because I'm, I'm online and that, that, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get, get things moving a little bit more. I find that, that it's easy. So I found that I forgot where I was. So you were talking <laughs> about self-care. You love baths yeah. and you haven't taken oh, one in right. two weeks and you're gearing. Oh yeah, up. yeah. Yeah. So here I am. I'm I'm working really hard on, on my online stuff. And so my own self-care is getting pushed down because I'm really, you know, in this building, 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 building phase. And so what what's your recommendation for somebody like me? And especially mm. since, you know, like on the weekend I have to go to the hospital and then there's that whole emotional drain.
1: Right, right. No, your stress level goes up. And isn't that what our body does? It gears up for the emergency, for the pandemic. And what I'm saying is gear down, get more sleep, make that a priority. When you want to speed up, you make a list. I'm better on my time management now than I've ever been. So I build into my schedule, meditation. I build in writing gratitude out because I know gratitude will yeah. brown me and stop the spin. So I make sure that I eat good food. I'm, I'm eating greens every day. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm drinking tons of celery. I'm doing things that are nurturing me instead of just reacting and saying, oh, I can have my favorite donuts delivered. Hey, it's cool to have a donut if that's what you want to do. But I know sugar you know, breaks the body down, the immune system, and it's probably not a cool thing for me to do right now because I am exposed to my husband out there at the hospital every day coming home. So mm-hmm. it probably makes my risk go up a little bit. So I'm doing what all kinds of doctor. Is he? He's primary care, but he was in okay.
0: emergency medicine
1: for a long time. He, so. Yeah.
0: So he's and he's taking care of patients in the hospital right now.
1: No, he is just oh. in his office, and they are actually with such a. It's interesting, such a lull of clients because he has a lot of geriatrics. No. They've gone to the phone, so he is going to be cutting back, which is interesting. I didn't see that nice.
0: coming. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm going to say that what, what we've found is that, you know, my wife is a, a primary care doctor and we're in New York. And so we're this epicenter of the U S and yeah. we're not that far from the city. We're an hour North of the city. And so what we've done for her is that she sees patients on zoom. So she has telehealth and then she's obviously taking care of patients in the hospital as well. And, and those numbers are just going to keep on increasing, but it's It is possible to get the geriatric people on Zoom as well or on right. FaceTime. You can even do it on FaceTime because apparently, I mean, I would double check I'm not a lawyer, but I think a lot of the HIPAA regulations right. have been dropped. So something to to for him to think about. but but gearing down in this time, you know, may be hard for some people. It may be hard because of the high, high, high level of anxiety with a, you know, the, the whole sympathetic nervous system just, you know, we're, we're in this fight right. and flight mode all the time. Yep. And so what are some, you know, other than, you know, meditation and gratitude, which we always like to talk about, yeah. what are some other things, taking baths, getting sleep? What are some other practical things that people can actually do to help them kind of calm down during this crisis?
1: Well, this is where that simplicity comes in. Be aware. Of who you're connected to, when your body's being jacked up, or when you feel you're spinning, or your gut is nodding up, disconnect. Put it on people on snooze if they're sending you tons of articles that are very inflammatory, and there's nothing we can do about it. But sit back, and I mean, we—it is a helpless feeling. There is a certain element of helplessness we all feel right now. We're waiting. We're waiting it out. We're doing all we can. We're we're staying home. Here we are in a podcast in our in our home offices, but. I think that's when simplicity really has to kick in. We have to say, wait a minute, hold the phone. I'm going back to what I know. Get outside, get some sun on your face in your backyard or your deck of your apartment building. Just feel the air on your face. There's little shifts that we can make that make us feel more connected. And I think grounding the earth, I love getting outside and walking. Every night I'm under the stars in my backyard walking in my bare feet on the grass. I love that.
0: Yeah. I think, I think that that's, that's really good. I mean, I, you know, I live in a pretty, you know, it's suburban, but there's enough space that I can take my dogs and go for like a three mile walk or or run, you know, a jog with them or something. And so I'm able to get out and right. I see, I'm seeing a lot more people now than I used to. Isn't that um, interesting, Michelle? Yeah. And I'm sitting here yeah. looking
1: at my Peloton. I had knee surgery in January. So I bought a Peloton and then I threw my back out. It was really a crazy, weird mm-hmm. time for me. And I thought, wow, I knew I had to just, I was still and quiet. Whenever things start speeding up, I start going in and getting very still. And I knew my core strength wasn't strong enough. And so I bought the bike and I'm on the bike and I'm looking at a great window. And I thought, this is a great way to keep moving. And you're right, keep, we need to keep moving. We need to keep our physical, especially at our age. Our bodies yeah. are, you know, breaking. I mean, they're not going to build muscles easy. You
0: know, damn it. But, well, there's, yeah. I mean, nutrition, you know, you said you were a health coach and nutrition is such a yeah. key component here, especially as we go through menopause. I mean, you know, we we have so many symptoms and so many women, you know, their lives are so disrupted by menopause because, you know, the loss of estrogen and then they're, you know, we get the brain fog and, and then we can't sleep. And so the brain fog gets worse. And then we think that we're having dementia. And so for you, when you started menopause, where were you in, in this journey and how, you know, how did menopause affect your decisions? Yeah. Well, you know, I want to say, let's see how far back to, I have been post menopause
1: about 10 years, at least. So I was in, I was just shy on the other side of 45 when I, it was like hitting a brick wall and sliding down it. I thought oh, I was I losing my mind. Yeah. yeah. I thought I was losing my mind. I thought, I felt like my, my mind had gotten smaller, not, it didn't expand my reasoning, my skill set. I was angry. I yelled all the time. I, I was a nightmare. I couldn't sleep. I had migraines. It was just, and I didn't know I was going through menopause. No one told me that this I thought the migraines, extreme pain, the weight loss, I had I was very thin. I thought maybe that had thrown it off because I was a cyclist and I just couldn't stop cycling. I thought maybe this is all what's going on. But it was menopause. I look back on it now and I thought just one person could have said, Hey, you're going through menopause. But I yeah. didn't know how, well, that's, how I, I mean, would have loved it plugged into you back then. <laughs> you sure. know, well, of
0: course. Like <laughs> and and that's well, that's the thing. You know, I mean, it's almost like it's the secret society that no one wants to talk about, right? Absolutely. And one of the things I like to compare it to is, you know, at least at least in puberty at least in puberty, we get warned, your body's going to change, you're going to develop breasts, you're going to start to bleed, you're going to have all these changes in your body. And then I really want to blame it on the patriarchy. It may not be just the patriarchy. But, you know, women, just, we don't like to talk about our periods, and we don't like to talk about our change of life, right? And we know there is a change there's the change. And we've heard about the change, but we yep. don't actually say, Hey, you know, this is your time. This is your time because you've taken care of your kids. You know, your relationship is either going to get better. Or it's going to end. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because, Bingo. <I'm>, yeah. <laughs> Bingo. Because, because, <laughs> but, but that's really what happens. I mean, you know, it's going to get better. It's going to end, you know, you may have some trouble with your sexuality and, and deciding, you know, whether you're going to want to have sex or not. And, And that's, that's another discussion altogether, but you know, if you're with somebody. But a a big discussion, nevertheless. Yeah. But if you're with somebody and I have a solid relationship, I mean, my relationship weathered five years without sex and yeah. we did okay, you know, we did okay. Yeah. So yeah, mine too. Yeah. Six. Yeah. We went six. <laughs> yeah. Know, but, but, <laughs> but you know, it took me that long to get my libido. I mean, I will take the blame. I mean, I, I lost my libido. I completely lost it. So these are things that happen, but you know, the reason why I've named it the menopause movement, is not because, you know, I mean, there, and there are women who won't even come near me because of the word menopause. Right. Right. But the reason I've named it that is because it, let's get rid of the stigma. Menopause happens. Right. It's the privilege of a long life. Yep, yeah. Just you know, the fact we made it here. Just the
1: fact yeah. we made it here. And yeah. uh, you, you're right. I would love for the generations to follow. I have three daughters. I would love for them to be more prepared than I was. I don't right. want them ever to hit a brick wall, slide down it, and not know what's going on for a year. And that that's was why we time. have the
0: podcast. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, Michelle, what's interesting about that when you said this is when it's going to, my husband, for the first time ever, we separated for a year. He moved out mm-hmm. and I just sat there not knowing what was going on because yeah. I thought I'm the same person,
0: aren't I? but I wasn't, it tripped me into a whole nother. Yeah. Well, and, and that's, that's so common because women say, you know, I don't recognize myself. I'm so moody. I'm right. like a teenager. I can't stand myself. My kids can't stand me. I, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what to do. I can't make decisions anymore. I, I used to be, you know, happy and carefree. And now, you know, I crave food and all I do is think about food. Right. You know? And so these are actual things that women have told me about you know, what going through menopause is like. And so, you know, I built the menopause movement so that we could have a community and it's a community of really, it's a carefully curated community of kick-ass women who are going through it together, you know, and we're all, and we're all just like working through it. But at the same time, we're exploring like, what does it mean to be A woman in this day and age mature and how are we going to become the best version of ourselves because I think you know we get to this age and it's like okay what's next right it's my kids are out you know and I need a purpose now and that's what we do we're able to help and I think you do that too when you're you you know in your coaching you help women kind of connect with their purpose
1: Oh yeah. And it's never too yeah. late to start over. It's, it's never too late to rebuild. In fact, yeah. I think it's ideal at this age because you've got all these lessons that we we can apply and all this wisdom that we've learned. And I mean, if I could go back and know what I, you know, how many times have we said that, know what I know now, but you know, yeah. one of the biggest pivotal moments for me when I was going through menopause, my husband had left, I had moved from a very large house and I had a moving trucks and it took much longer. And the mover, we had a bad, Falling out, it wasn't. It wasn't good. I paid him a check and said, "This is what you're gonna get," and it ended. I had no idea he was so angry. But ten years later, I'm I'm cooking cauliflower pizza crust. He had reached out and sent a a negative letter to my co-founder, and he called me on the phone. And I I picked it up for some reason. I took my gloves off and I and I never do that. But I picked it up and there was this person on the other end that says, "I can't go into a doctor's office without seeing your face on a magazine or an article about you." He goes, "Did you have a lobotomy?" And I'm like, "Who is this?" And it was the mover that moved me through the worst stage of my life. I was in menopause. I couldn't function. And I probably was a little bit, you know, sharp with him. And I Um, had coffee with him and said, Hey, I can't explain to you what happened because you probably don't want to know that. But it was, it was all about menopause. And it really was. I just, menopause is disruptive. I know my dog's at my feet. Just,
0: I don't know how she got in here, but here she is. She's big. She's big
1: yeah oh look at her oh hello beautiful
0: well hello oh, oh right. she's gorgeous I, I know i know you're so needy all right just let's give the dog a second to
1: yeah mine's uh, sleeping at my feet
0: thank you leon okay you've got you've got dirt on your nose go on go lay down go 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 oh okay so menopause was really disruptive for you as it is for many women and right. tell me about how you came out the other side
1: Wow. You know, that was, that was interesting. I came out the other side through a lot of losses. My husband was a cycler too. He was hit by a car. We mm. lost everything. Uh, we lost our home. And through that, I, he, there was just something regenerated in me that I knew the second half of my life was going to be, would that's where I was going to really thrive. It wasn't, you know, I knew I set records and did things, great things in the beginning career-wise, but I knew that the difference I was going to make was in the second half of my life. I felt it. And that's where I started the spiritual journey. You know, I couldn't read enough. I couldn't, you know, get enough certificates. I couldn't go to enough events. You know, I was just soaking it all in, new experiences, just experiencing it all. I wanted to feel it all. Instead of shutting it off, I opened it up.
0: I love that. You know, it's so funny when I was 18 or so, I left home and I moved to California. Well, I moved to California when I was 20. But I had this job when I first moved to California. It was in Southern California and I I worked with disabled adults, all right? And so I went into, you know, this place every day and you know whatever, but I never thought that I was doing my calling. My calling was always to be in front of an audience. And I always saw myself as an old person, you know, old now, right? My mature self was in front of an audience, speaking in front of an audience. That's, that's always how I saw myself, you know? And so here I am <laughs> mature and in front of an audience, you know? Right. And so I just think that's, I never saw myself as a doctor really. And it took, you know, it took my subconscious to really push, push me toward that because I was studying music actually when, wow. When, you know, and I took, by chance, I took a trig class and then I ended up like really getting it. And I was like, oh, I'm not dumb. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I'm not dumb so I can be a doctor, which is like, anyway, it doesn't matter. But, well, you know, uh, no,
1: no, that does matter. That's, I mean, that's a great, that's fascinating. And that's why, and that's what's landing me here being an intuitive coach. I listen yeah to what people are saying. I, I read their body energy and I'm like, ah, I see where you're blocked. I see what's going on. I see where you made a left when you could have made a right because of, and you know, it, it's all the external, it's, it's the whole picture. It's not just one thing where they drive, where they land in this life, but it's never too late to figure it out and bring it up and say, wait a minute, I meant to do this. You know, I've had so many coincidences. Louise Hayes, who I love, you know, she created Hay House yeah. Publishing. What was she in her 60s? Did yeah, she.
0: I mean, she died in the late, late 90s, you know. Late
1: so. 90s. Well, I found out when she died that our birthdays were the same. I utilized all her books. I felt such a connection to her. And, you know, and I started about the same time she did, relaunching my direction. And people saying, mm-hmm. what are you doing? You're you're an intuitive... what." what are you doing? You're reading, Are you, what? You're doing, you know, women's retreats in Italy. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. And I have no doubt that I'm going to do it
0: very, very well. So you were talking about Louise Hay, and it made me think about Gabby Bernstein, you know, her most recent book, Super Attractor, right. and talks about how she is able to connect with Wayne Dyer and the spirit of Wayne Dyer. Now, this is really out there, you know, for all of you who are not that woo-woo. I'm going to say that, you know, this is part of becoming spiritual. Is you start to see that there's more. There is more to just being a bag of meat. And so, <laughs> yes. And so, what? But but it's really interesting because in that book, she she unashamedly talks about you know channeling him, and it just made me think that you know most likely Louise Hay may, may is probably one of your one of your angels or spirit yeah. guides. Oh,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Did you ever meet her in person?
1: No, I was planning on it. And it was, and that's how I found out our birthdays were the same. We were born at the uh, same time. The whole thing just yeah. blew me away. But you're you're right. There is something uh, deeper. And if you would have told me five years ago that I would have been in Sedona with Bruce Liston and Joe Dispenza and Lisa Williams and all these powerful spiritual people, and I was going to spend a week. And when I left there, I was going to rebrand and actually do readings and be called out and say, you know, you, I mean, I'd always known, I'd always known, but it always had frightened me. You know, you've got the religion thing of it and the way I was raised and like, oh, sure. And the first thing I got was you can't be this and you can't believe in God and you can't do that. And I said, that's why I'm a modern sphere. I can believe in anything I want to. And I'm totally connected to God and the source. And I know exactly where my information is coming from. And up until this point, if if I'm getting true downloads, they are spot on. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah, question. you know
0: that's, but that's that's true. And then you know, we come back to meaning, and nothing mm-hmm. has meaning unless we give meaning to it, right? Exactly. So, so if you say words to me, and I choose to react to those words in a way, you know, and you might say, "I think your podcast logo sucks," and I can say, "Well, you know, okay," and I can choose to take that as an attack, or I can choose to apply zero meaning to it.
1: Right. Well, it goes through everyone's filter. Yeah. It their but filter that's and true the connection with it. Yeah. Yeah. True that's
0: freedom. true yeah. freedom. But I wanted Joe Dispenza. Yeah. You know, he's he's really blown up in the last few, you know, few years. I mean, he's been, you know, ever since what the Bleep Do We Know, and then you know, yep. going going on and on. But but what I love about Joe is that he is actually recording medical facts of advanced yoga techniques and what how how yoga you know changes our genetics and yoga will you know and we're not talking about yoga poses people we're talking about yoga which is you know the pranayama of yoga the breathing techniques of yoga that get you in touch with god and when you read autobiography of a yogi you know paramahansa yogananda talks about kriya yoga which is a super secret super secret method of contacting God, but it's a special way of breathing and they won't even teach it to you until you've done their techniques, you know, for five or six months. And so he actually says in the book, you know, Jesus did Kriya Yoga or something similar because that's how you contact God. And he, when he was alive, Yogananda talked about how the spinal column is a path to God. And the reason I bring this all up is because when you, when you read the, you know, Becoming Supernatural by Joe Dispenza, he talks about a breathing technique that will bring, you know, he does, basically is teaching Kundalini to yeah. get the, get the, the soul out of the body, get you out of it, activate the pineal gland and right. <sighs> you know, release some DMT so that you can have a spiritual, you know, like a a spiritual experience. And he talks about all of these things. And, and he also talks about how he used to really worry about what people thought. Right. And, you know, because he's a chiropractor. And so, you know, he's in the medical profession. And- you know, medical doctors like me and and probably your husband, you know, look at chiropractor. We kind of look down on it a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean he's doing true research and, and I've got a lot of respect for him and, and he's changed all my beliefs around around yeah. that because he'll you know, he takes the energy of a room and he and he he actually tests epigenetics and he tests for IgA. Right. And and then he does his, you know, he does his Kriya medication or whatever the hell it is, this deep meditation, and then right. miracles happen. I and mean, miracles are happening
1: yes. when
0: people do that. And, and and you can learn how to, you know, when you read Becoming Supernatural, he teaches that breathing technique in that book. Well, you don't you have know, to be in his presence to do it. You can just do it. Yeah,
1: you're absolutely right. You don't have to be in his presence. I send his his videos out all the time, his meditation, and, and I'll ask people, hey, well, did you take a look at that? And they'll say, oh, I didn't get to it. And I'm like, "Ah." Oh. You really need to, and yeah. it's not for you know. It's I specifically choose it for for people that I think are ready for that, because it does open up. I think the heart chakra, the body, and just the levels of that we hold energy in. I, I mean, let's face it, we're all, we're all energy, you know. And the energetic shift I had in Sedona back in I don't know when I was there October last October, flipped my business. I had just launched my freedom coaching. I knew where I just didn't resonate with my branding. I loved it, but I didn't totally love it. And it was when I was there, I had a complete vision of what, it was just like a download I could see of where I was going. And I had a reading two years prior that was, I was told all this was going to happen. And I'm like, oh yeah. And a best-selling book too. I don't think so. And as I was saying that in my head, she goes, what makes you think you can't write? What makes you think you're not good enough to write? And I'm like, oh my gosh, she's reading my <laughs> mind because I thought, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm a good enough writer to write a book. Yeah. yeah so it's that's great. it's pretty, it's pretty remarkable. But yeah, this this work is it's on, as you know, it's ongoing.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, the work never stops. And, yeah, it and that's stop. something, you know, that's something that has been really interesting for me, you know, as I've gotten older and my own view of myself, I'm finally starting to see myself as an adult. And for the longest time, I always looked at myself as some kid who needed to be corrected or needed to learn something more. And so my own, you know, journey, spiritual journey, life journey, whatever, you know, is really com- coming of age to walking into who I'm supposed to be. And, you know, I'm 55 years old, and and I'm finally, finally getting there. And I'm happy that I'm getting there. But, you know, being a surgeon is not what lights me up anymore. And what's well, so interesting,
1: you just said that, and I pulled a card on our break, which we didn't, you know, the audience didn't get a chance to hear. And I'm thinking, boy, how does that guiding children Dharma card connect to you? But now I realize where it does. It's the inner child. It's to find that that youth in you, that inner child that wants to come out and play and, and be re guided without yeah. the limited beliefs, the things that we have, you've been told that you need to do. Right. She needs to be in control now.
0: Let her out and yeah. have some fun. <laughs> it's yeah, clear that's why great. she that's, chose her. That's so, yeah. It's, it's very interesting that, that you would pick that kind of a card. But you also, in that card, you also said that it, it says that I'll be leading other, other children. Yeah. 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 And, uh, so, yeah.
1: And I do believe you will.
0: And I've been working on a book for a while. And so Ooh. that is something that I have to get, get out there. Wait, what's I've the name to, of the book going to be? Have you already um, decided? Get your boot, boot off your neck, uh, get your boot off my neck stories of resilience. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, I
1: love, I cannot wait to read that. You so, know, and some of us, the older we get, the younger we become. Uh, and I, and I love, I love to watch that. The, the energy goes up. People say, Where well, how do you get so much energy? And I think, well, I I feel a sense of freedom now that I didn't feel before. I'm not bogged down at the end of the day. I'm really jazzed about getting up the next day and saying, Oh, wow. What, what do I have in store today? What's, you know, who am I going to work with? And, Oh, this is cool. You know, I, I love
0: that feeling of it's almost a
1: youthful feeling, you know, and
0: and you know, what's really great. is like, like, you know, like I said, you're my third podcast today and, and we're in the midst of COVID and, you know, a lot of people who do podcasts, find it to be a real arduous chore and I I don't, I mean, I just love it because all I have to do is have a conversation with somebody and record it. That's how it is for me. And, and, you know, other people might find it to be a little bit more difficult, but for me, I'm just like, you know, let's have a conversation and let's see how we can add value to women's lives and make menopause easier. You know, that's (laughs) That's, probably why I
1: said yes to you. You didn't send me a list of questions. I wasn't confined by, I mean, we were just having a conversation about life, women, progress, What's what flows, what doesn't? What menopause looks and feels like right now. And yeah, I love, I love that. And I love the fact that when I look up and and people can't see this, but you're smiling, you, you can see the joy. <laughs> of how much you're enjoying.
0: I mean, we're recording the video, the video goes on YouTube, so people can, people can see that. But yeah, I I mean, I really do enjoy this. And, and I do feel like I've, you know, finally kind of walked into, into my power. And it's been a long time finding it because, you know, I, I really felt oppressed for a long time. And, you know, almost every podcast I have to bring up the patriarchy, but, you know, it's, it's really hard to, to be a woman in america yeah. and yeah we we do have privileges i mean you know we as you know caucasian women have more privilege and yeah. we've lived a much different life than than our friends who have different colored skin but yes. you know at the same time women women do understand the role oppression plays the oppression by men and the the thought that we are only here to, for sexual gratification or to right. pop out children so there's you know there's there's a lot of that and you know I don't know if if you're having identity issues you know there's a lot of ways to kind of look at look at things differently remember everything is belief you know and a belief is just a sentence you say over and over and over again and so it's really you know right. once you start to realize that all you have to do is change the sentence if somebody wants to get a hold of you and work with you what kind of transformation can they expect from working with you? Well,
1: it, you know, again, it depends on. I, I think that intuitive coaching is really no one system fits all. I look at yeah. their energy, what they're doing, and I just have those aha moments with them in making the shifts. I really require them to be open to change. And, you know, but I work with resistant people, it takes longer if they're resistant. But, you know, sometimes I've been working with someone for two years now, and I look at where she started and where she's at now, and it blows my mind. But I knew, I guess I intuitively knew, I'm not going to let go of this one. I know she's going to relinquish control and be where she, and honor, honor where she needs to be. And that's what I want. I want to see everyone flourishing. I want to see women owning their power, you know, accepting menopause, not fighting this and just saying, hey, I have more power now than I did before. What can I do with this? instead of being frightened, I have so many people saying, oh, I can't go to Italy without my, my partner. No, come by yourself. Come, yeah. come be with women. And, and I mean, what can they expect? I mean, if they come to my retreat, goddess ceremony, I'm bringing, I'm bringing it all.
0: Well, if Italy's <laughs> open by then, I think I'm going to come. I think I'm going to oh. come. Oh, I'd love to have you, Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it would be really, really fun. I'd love to do a goddess ceremony. I think that would be oh, yeah. really awesome.
1: Yeah, the, yeah. When they bought the chapel on the property, it's on a hillside above Tuscany. I did a retreat there before. I thought you bought the chapel. I, I knew exactly what I was going to do. I wrote it out and I mean, I bought everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, oh, so I'm really, yeah. You know, if it doesn't happen this October, it will happen next year. You know, I'm definitely, yeah. Italy has a huge pool for me, the energy there. It's almost like I see things crystal clear. It's like, I've just dropped into complete joy. I mean, I ended up cooking for my retreaters last time. I had a chef, but I stepped in and did a lot of the vegan meals. But, you know, the food was a little bit heavy from the chef. And there was a flow there. And, I mean, that villa was talking to me. Those women that had cooked in that kitchen before were talking to me.
0: It was, uh, it, that's you know, so I, was
1: I couldn't wait to jump up before in the morning. I was weeping by the time I made these incredible dishes. I don't speak Italian. I don't read Italian. My recipes didn't come. My food didn't come. I worked with what the chef had brought and I created these incredible meals. And I thought I just allowed my passion and what I i just had to trust that I yeah. knew what I was doing.
0: And I love uh, cooking breakfast. I, I really love cooking breakfast for people. And that's like, you know, I, I just, oh. I, I love getting up in the morning and cooking. I don't really love planning full meals anymore, but I do love cooking breakfast. And it's like, you know, when we've gotten together as a family and that's something that I've, you know, I'll get up and I'll make, I'll make breakfast for everyone. And it's it's such a good time to just kind of get together and kind of go over like, how was your night and what's going on, you know? And so instead of dinner, where can people find you?
1: They can find me at the date. It's the com instead of danagrant.com. It's the danagrant.com. The com. Yeah. Great. Yeah, danagrant.com wasn't available, and I went back to my name after Cali Soul Coaching. So it's uh, danagrant.com, which it works. Yeah. until the, it comes available, it's going to be the Dana Grant. But That's then okay. they can find me, Yeah, they can find me on Instagram at the real Dana Grant, and I love to connect on Facebook. I'm very social. I'm, I'm probably as much time as I love to spend alone, and it's I'm such a <laughs> paradox. Is I, I really love people. And I love, I love helping. I love reaching out. My team is not out there talking to people. It is me. And people often say, Oh, is that you answering? Oh yeah, it's me. You know, uh, it's me answering. And I I like that. You know, I mean, how can people connect with my energy? How can I attract the right people if it's not me writing my stuff and, and connecting?
0: So, so I would like for you to, if you could just, I mean, I don't know if you're getting any intuitive hits other than your card, but if you Mm. could just, you know, maybe just do a quick intuitive reading on me so that my audience can get an idea of what it is that you do. Mm. Okay. Well,
1: if I was working with you, we'd we'd do it a little bit differently, but if I'm just going to do a quick read on just your energy, it's kind of like a quick energy read on you. I would definitely say be guided by your passion and your joy. Do not listen to the voices that come at you from the left. Definitely feel the left. I feel voices coming from the left. So I don't know what that's about. Who's in your ear there telling you what you need to be doing. I want you to do what you want to be doing. So there's a big want. I feel the want. It's so yeah. strong. It, you know, I can feel it in my stomach. So mm-hmm. I don't know if, if, if you often hold things in your stomach, but I'm definitely getting a stomach vibe. So uh, your throat chakra feels so clear to me. It's just like I could sing. At a high volume, and we don't want me to do that. I'm not a singer, (laughs) but you know, I was checking out my body when you said that, and I, I keep coming back to my stomach. I thought, oh, she holds a lot in her stomach, and you know, keep moving everything you're doing and building the direction you're going to. You are really guided by source. You are really connected by source. I can feel that. It's probably what drew me to this podcast because I often will say, oh, well, it doesn't really. Fit with what I'm doing. But this, I just yeah. thought, oh, yes, yes. And we've been trying to do this for a long time. And had we done this two years ago or a year ago, it would have been completely different than it is right now because yeah, we well, had the evolution.
0: You were in Oslo right after me. And so you were talking about you know going to the what the Reichs Museum and and we had just you know and there was the the quartet outside and it was like gosh she's doing exactly what we did that's so weird the the canals I know, you know I know. and and oh, I got I you confused with somebody else that I that I thought was going to be at a conference with me so yeah know yeah. it th- th- there's really a, a a kinship there that's for sure
1: yeah there is and sure. there are no mistakes and I think that was yeah. it when we first connected it was like you thought I was someone I thought you were and I'm like oh what yeah. wait. Do we know each other? And what's yeah. so crazy about that is I do believe there
0: are no mistakes. Yeah. You know, there, there are, I mean, God brings us together and, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, turning our heads and, and seeing, mm. you know, mm. that's, that's really, you know, I love this analogy about like finding God and it isn't that we have to find God because God's always there. Right. And, and we want God to reveal, but really it's our job to just simply just do this right. because God's there. God's nice. there. And and God, God is, you know, we are the children of God. And all we have to do is claim our birthright. And that may sound really simple. And it kind of is. But we also, you know, we don't need to be redeemed or anything. It's not like we're full of sin. God is right there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. God
0: is right there. And all we have to do is just say, okay, there's your power. And, and did you notice and, how you did, you turned
1: right? I said, <laughs> the left. I said, whatever's going on in the left and you were, yeah. you were going to the right. So just <laughs> did I turned to my right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really fascinating. Well, Dana, yeah. thanks. I don't want to take any more of your time. Thank you so much for, you know, putting up with me and my, my computer problems and, I loved and all it. that, that today. Great. It was and, joyful. Uh, I hope, very joyful. I sure hope to have you back on. Absolutely. Did you know that menopause is not a medical condition? Most doctors don't know this either. I like to say that menopause is the privilege of a long life, and to really take hold of our lives in menopause, we have to unlearn what society and the medical establishment has told us about menopause. Thanks so much for being a part of the menopause movement. Remember. Go to menopausemovement.com to get in on the Black Friday bundle.